Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. What is this, amateur hour? Yeah, I ain't no Superman businessman like you. You know, I'm just a amateur, I suppose. Amateur hour is what's happening. <laughs> amateur hour is what's Amateur Hour is the best podcast in the world. Yeah. Amateur Hour is the best podcast in the world. Come on. Uh huh. This is a show about the Chiefs, the football team that plays in Kansas City. Friendship and fun and stats that you won't believe. AHPKC will begin shortly. Hey, hey. Hey, Dirk. Are you ready? Let's do this thing. Come on, let's go. Let's go. It's football time. Yeah. 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 Still a little hoarse. But it's amateur hour, folks. I'm Ryan Scott Hall. And my homie who has been blending in perfectly here in Mexico City. It's his darkness. You guys would have loved to have heard his darkness trying to polish up on his Spanish throughout this trip. You're walking down the street, and all of a sudden it's it's just random Spanish words. Elefante. Chipotlepec. (laughs) Aeroporto. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty amazing time here in Mexico City. This is our last morning here. We're actually going to get an Uber in a couple hours and head back to the United States of America. You know, it's weird. I've been we've been thinking so much about like Mexican food and everything. I've totally forgotten Thanksgiving. I'm usually it's like a week ahead. I'm just like turkey and mashed potatoes. Like it is it is coming. And I <laughs> I thought about it like this morning for the first time. Like oh shit, I'm gonna pound a bunch of turkey tomorrow. Uh, hopefully my bowels are doing better by that point. <laughs> uh, the the floodgates have been opened as of uh, probably probably yesterday morning, but you know, you know. So we've got a friend uh, that's down here, and the other day, when, like our first day here, he texted me and he was like, "Man, I think I swallowed some of the shower water. I'm not feeling so hot, so like <laughs> I need a day to recover." And when we finally met up with him, he's like, I started tallying how many times I had to sit down on the toilet. And it was about 14 after that day. It's like, oh man, that poor guy. Um, so it's, it's unavoidable. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know. It's part of the fun. Um, so I think, like, what we kind of wanted to do this morning was just recap a little bit uh, in terms of the party um, and just kind of the time in general. Um, More so the experience than the game. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the game, I'm sure, but I mean, not, honestly, not a typical amateur hour here. And we'll we'll probably like go through the game in more detail, like during the yeah. bye week. Yeah, we have next week. A lot of time to, you know, to, to talk that. about the greatest game in NFL history. I mean, it was it was so. Let's let's start here. Um, I mean, we got in on Sunday, um, and we just kind of ran around. You know, we had a good time uh, just trying to get acclimated and eating some food and stuff. But when it came down to Monday, I I think that watching that game with that group of people and the kind of excitement that was inside of the space that we were at, like, 
I don't think I've had more fun watching a game unless I was at Arrowhead. And it even, like, it's weird. It, like, weirdly rivaled Arrowhead just because of, like, how it, how it was and how it felt. Yeah, I, I came away thinking this is the best atmosphere I've watched a Chiefs game in this year. And I've watched three games at Arrowhead this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not something you take a shot at Arrowhead. It's just when you're in, like, the, I mean, you're in a foreign country – it's nothing but Chiefs fans in there. Like there was maybe like five Rams or other NFL fans that littered throughout. That damn Chargers fan um, showed up. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> showed up in my video. Go Chargers! <laughs> Wrong week for it, dude. Just you just went to the Broncos. <laughs> uh, but we did get we met we met some people that were at the party last night, and I'm not sure how they they got this info, but they. Uh, relayed it was 572 people that they handed wristbands to. Oh, you weren't even there last night. Uh, yeah, 572 was, was what they told us. Someone They got that count from someone. Uh, so that's apparently how many people that were there in total. Um, and it was just, everybody was so into it. It was just completely electric. And, you know, you go out to Arrowhead and not everybody out there is a diehard, you know. it's There's there's casual fans out there. I mean, it's, it's something to do for some people and that's it's fine. Uh, but not everybody is, you know, just super into every single play that's happening. Uh, and I kind of remember that, like, you know, we had the rough start. Wasn't, not a lot to cheer about at the beginning. And we finally had, it's that Kareem Hunt run and just the cheer that erupted. I could not believe how loud we were just for, like, a 25-yard run. I was like, holy shit, like, this is about to get totally bonkers. And it's just like, it's kind of like the, uh, I, was, I always had a theory on the party uh, like, it's not how big the party is, it's like the percentage of people that are down to get really drunk at a party is what makes it great. Like, you could have 10 people or you could have 30 people, but if there's a high, high percentage of people that are, you know, down to party, it's going to be a great time. Whereas if you have, you know, people just hanging out, you know, drinking water on the side and whatnot, it's just kind of stays casual, nothing gets too crazy, and it's, the party's okay. So that's, that's my theory on, on why the atmosphere is so great, it's just because the percentage of diehards in that building was astronomically high. I think that like, uh, like my lasting memory of of being in that space was that not only was it just like I mean it was absolutely packed like standing room only in essentially three different rooms. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen, you know, go through the Periscope. Um, you know, we'll we'll retweet it. Maybe like make it the pin tweet or something if you want to go through and see. Yeah, I never watched like. it. I, I didn't. I forgot to go back and rewatch that. But yeah, we we had like a fifteen minute video or so, 10, 15 minutes, I'm sure. And it was about thirty to forty five minutes before kickoff. And like, I mean, when we showed up, we got there at like four thirty, and when we had told everybody that it was starting at five, and the room that they had set up for us, every single table was taken. Yep, everyone. When we got there at four thirty, and you know, like we we did Josh Briscoe's show that morning, um, and you guys can can check out the podcast there if you want to hear um, us kind of setting the scene at that point too. But both of us were just kind of astonished. We're standing outside the venue at like five fifteen, and every thirty seconds, an Uber pulls oh, up, man. and it's like four or five or oh, six Chiefs fans piling out. And I'm not kidding. I mean, like clockwork. And it's just all these people in red flooding into this place. And by the time... They started turning people away at, you know, the line that... It, they're letting everybody in, and then all of a sudden they were like, this is going to be too many people. So they created a line 
Uh, and that's when I think they started giving out wristbands because they weren't giving out wristbands at the beginning. Like they had to, they had they, to adjust on the fly because there were so many people that showed up. The wristbands was because of the drinks the that the Chiefs ended up buying, um, which was, I mean, it's a. But cool also, I mean, the only way you could get back in was with the wristband later on, because like, it, yeah. it turned into like you had to have one kind of thing. Um, but that line, I mean, oh God. there were there were a hundred people or more a couple different times down there. And yeah, and that was like, like that was like five thirty or six o'clock. Because that was when we finally went and got food, and and that was when they realized like we're gonna have too many people here. We got to start being careful here, and they probably just stopped letting people in six fifteen, six thirty. There was just no more room. Just nobody else is getting in. Like, sorry. I mean, and I I felt bad. Like we had friends. We had a group of friends down here, and I ended up having to text them and just being like, dude, they're they're like closing in. Uh-huh. Like I like I have no pull in this situation because they're essentially like at fire code right now, and. I mean, it was so awesome to see, like, you still feel kind of bad for the people that showed up and had to end up going somewhere else. But, I mean, I even saw pictures from Buffalo Wild Wings, and it looked like they had, you know, 100 people or more in there, too. Uh-huh. And I mean, people were looking for a place to watch the game, and uh, we should probably take it back to the picture in the morning. So, we wake up on Monday morning and go out to the Angel of Independence for the big group, group Chiefs photo, and, you know, we're kind of thinking, like, we need to spread the word about the party, well, everybody already knew. Everybody we asked about what they were doing for the game tonight mentioned that, oh, there's a watch party at this at this barbecue place. Like, yeah, yeah, there is. We'll see you there. <laughs> and we didn't have to do any promotion. I mean, we did the news stuff and tweets and stuff like that late last week. After that, I mean, it's not like we were out here promoting whatsoever. It was everybody already knew and, and wanted to be there. And at that point, that was when it started like, okay, we're going to have to get there earlier than five. And we're going to have to tell people, you're going to want to get there early if you want a seat. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we wouldn't have even gotten a seat if we got there at, you know, at 4.30 or whenever we did. Uh, if we didn't have one observed. Uh, but yeah, and then just sending out messages like, alright guys, get here as fast as you can because this place is going to be packed. Well, and I mean, honestly, just like how accommodating the people at Pinche Gringo were. Dan and Julian, like, they worked so hard to be able to get that thing up and going because, you know, they had the one room set up and they quickly recognized this is not enough. So they go set up the other room and they put in a projector and they pull the screen down and they quickly realize this is not enough. They were installing a third projector in the little half room at like 6.30 yep. trying to figure out like we got to get this on the right feed and stuff just to be able to try to make sure that everyone in there had a good vantage point and was going to be able to have a good time watching the game. And also, like, it was just unbelievable. A fun factoid, uh, that Pinche Gringo Barbecue, uh, one of the reasons they found us is because they were supposed to cater to the game. Uh, they were planning on having a food truck out at the game, and they were also catering to like the owner's box, and I'm sure to like the press and all this. So they had purchased all the meat and everything to, to do all that. Uh, didn't get reimbursed whatsoever, uh, it seems like. Um, I don't know if something happens to that eventually. but So, so they kind of hit social media just looking for anything coming uh, to Mexico City, and that's how they uh, eventually found us, and that's how this all got started. But it's, it's kind of cool that they were... Well, it kind of sucks that they missed out on that, because I'm sure that was going to be a huge deal for them. Uh, but but that's... Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting that they were going to be... Like, they were chosen... To, to cater that game right and we you know we were when we were trying to find a venue a lot of it was just like 
we've got friends that are going to be down there on Friday. Let's have them roam around and like try to scope out a good spot. And, you know, when we get down there Sunday, we can finalize it. And midweek, like Tuesday or Wednesday before, Julian reached out to us um, and just had a couple conversations and got really excited about it. And then when we got there, I mean, it was it was amazing. The food was fantastic. And like it was actually kind of funny. We so we we the first like conversation face to face that we have with them, we, we met them at the group photo and. Dan and Julian are talking about how Bud Light is, you know, donate a bunch of stuff to sponsor this party. We actually ended up getting like the official Bud Light cups that were supposed to be at Azteca. So it has like the date of the game and Estadio Azteca and like a Chiefs logo on it and stuff. And um, they said something about how like, well, we have like 20 cases of beer. And we kind of look at each other like, (laughs) wait, let me do the math. They have, How big are your cases? <laughs> they have 20 cases of beer. And so I end up sending Julian a text and I'm like, hey man, um, I thought I heard you say that you only had 20 cases of beer and I think you're going to need like a lot more than that. <laughs> well, that would have been 600 beers and there was 572 people. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need more beer. But I mean, they had, they had no trouble. No trouble at all. No, I'm not sure of beer. Dan was saying he was scrambling to get staff there um, and making sure that they had everything that they needed. And, like, I mean, they were scrambling in order to get everything set up. But, like, I didn't hear a single complaint from a single person. The food was amazing. They had everything that they needed. And, like, you know, they're running around like their hair is on fire. And they handled it so well. As someone that works at a restaurant, like, I was... Really impressed with what they were able to pull together in such a short period of time. Yeah, pretty flawless. Other than some people not getting in, I think that was the only hiccup in the in the whole night, really. And I mean, there wasn't anything anyone could really do to control that because initially our conversations are like, "How many people do you think are going to be 50 there?" To like 100 Fifty to a hundred people were, were our hopeful <laughs> answers. Yeah, I mean, in in talking with Julian, it was like once we started kind of getting a better feeling, it was like, you know what, there might be like two hundred people here. And then there was 600 people there. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't see the pictures from the Angel of Independence, um, you know, we put those out on Twitter and Facebook too. And like walking up to this, like, you know, 200 foot tall monument in this like big roundabout in the middle of Mexico City, we're coming walking up and, and you're just hearing kind of a bustling crowd, like more than usual. And you get there and like we were still even maybe 10 or 15 minutes early, like before the the time we're supposed to meet at 11 a.m. And there are like it's just covered in red. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of fans there already. And we were just like, oh, my God. And just get up on the stairs and just watch them run across the street because you got to run across this busy uh, like uh, circle roundabout roundabout, uh, like Five lanes wide, kind of thing. You're just seeing Chiefs fans scrambling across this this <laughs> very busy Mexican road, just like, and we're just standing up on the stairs, just watching them come in flocks. It was awesome, and you know, you're getting, you know, the different Chiefs chants up there, and ultimately they had some drones that were taking video, were taking pictures and stuff, and like, we did a home of the Chiefs up there, and this lady was like, <laughs> like. We should sing the whole national anthem. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know how people heard her, but we're looking at her like, 
Now we gotta look at each other like the Mexican national anthem, or what are you talking about here? And then she breaks into singing the first three or four words, and it's like, "Lady, not the place, not the time. No. Why, why would we all just stand here and sing the USA national anthem? Like, just suck on that, Mexico. We are, we are out here." <laughs> And then we saw her later at the party. We could, yeah. <laughs> we could not stop laughing about that. We could not get over that one. I mean, come on, guys! <laughs> it was it was wild. And you know, we, like we've bumped into Chiefs fans kind of all over town. Oh yeah, and and had a lot of locals talking to us. And oh, ran, um, ran into some Rams fans very late uh, the the game night. Uh, shot him a dirty look, and he immediately walks over, and we, it was just like that was a fantastic game. We'll see you guys in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, and you guys ran into that group from Chicago last night. The Toon Squad. Shout out to the Toon Squad. They, they watched the game at a bar in Chicago. Called Toons. Toons. Uh, yeah, they got a good little group. Uh, we ran into them a couple of times. They were out at the party. We saw them at uh, a little wrestling event last night. But, yeah, we hung out with them. They were a good little crowd. Fun times. I mean, Chiefs fans everywhere. It's, it's kind of funny to run into some people multiple times in a city this big, in the right. third biggest city in the world. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like, you know, Dirk and I have both been plastered in Chiefs gear this entire weekend. And so, I mean, it kind of like, it obviously makes you stand out to where people are going to make comments pretty much everywhere. You know, and it's been a lot of, how about that game yeah. and stuff like that, you know, and it's not. And it's not even necessarily like from from Chiefs fans or from Rams fans. It just seems like there's been people that are just like, "Oh, hey, you know, you're you're here for the game." Yeah, like, yeah, yep. yeah, we are. A lot, of, a lot of looks, a lot of pointing, like poor poor Gringos. You know, and so here's uh, here's one thing that I think is like, I'm I know that anytime that you get to travel, like it's obviously an awesome experience. Um, you know, the fact that we had been to Mexico City before, I think, gave us, like, a little bit more, uh, like, confidence uh, just about being able to kind of get around and know that it's a it's a really cool city and that there's a lot of culture and food and stuff to, to be able to experience. But, I mean, I, I just, I was thinking about some of, like, the sports moments in my life. And, and what things I think, like, I'll, I'll really carry with me. And this is a trip of a lifetime. That experience inside of that building, like, I'm not kidding. You know, we're sitting here talking about how it was, you know, better than any of the three games that Dirk has been to at Arrowhead this year. And that, like, it to me... Part of that is, is... Part of that, let me give a big disclaimer here. None of the games I've been to at Arrowhead have been very competitive. Right. And this game was, you know, maybe the game of the century, so... Yeah, that goes into it. Just, just for the record. Sure. sure. I mean, I think it was just like what I told what I told people, and I can say this very confidently, is that like it's second only to Arrowhead, and Arrowhead is just such a special experience, and especially like if you haven't been there before. But I've been going to Arrowhead since you know for like thirty years at this point almost. Um, but to to be watching a game on television and have it be what it was. I mean, it surprised me a lot, honestly, primarily just because of the turnout. You know, when you have that many people, like it's it's kind of bound to be awesome. But like there were moments that night where it was like 
I just kind of had to sit down and like take a deep breath and just be like, dude, this is insane. Mm. And I mean, it's something that I will never forget because the, just like the, the buzz in that room, I felt like my head and honestly my body, like I was just like vibrating the whole time. And it like, my body was sore the next day. I mean, I got random bruises on my body just from (laughs) celebrating, jumping around and having a great time, you know? And like, also just the special circumstance around it. I mean, there's not, this won't ever be repeated. Like, when was the last time the NFL moved a game? Can you remember that ever happened? I well, mean, they've done it weather, like for hurricanes weather, in Florida okay. and stuff. Okay, that's fair. Man. That's fair. Moving a neutral site game? I don't remember right. a single one ever really happening. I yeah, think. I mean, I don't... I'm sure it's out there, but... So for that to happen, and then for, you know, all these people to go down there for it, and then get the, get the chance to meet up, it's just... It's, something like that's never going to be repeated. Like, we're never going to have an opportunity like that again. I'm actually like really interested in something that we might try to do um, as I'm just like kind of speaking about this in real time. Um, I really do want to watch like the English broadcast to get a different sense of like what people stateside were seeing and hearing because I mean, I read Mellinger's article late last night and I don't know what's going on outside, but we you know welcome to Mexico city. Um, I read Melinger's article <laughs> late last night, and he he was saying that the Rams crowd kept chanting "Who's house," and yeah, like the, the cheer, and and like he said that like the crowd was awesome, and I would I want to I want to see that you know we basically were on the Spanish feed with like the SAP enabled, and so it was like they'd be showing the Spanish sideline reporter and you're hearing Jason Witten talk, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, it was, it was a little bit wonky. I mean, it was, you know, it, it worked. There's certainly no issues with it, but to be able to kind of go back and like do the rewatch with that and really kind of see mm-hmm. what everyone else saw. That's why ultimately we ended up asking like, what are you guys seeing for like the watch parties? Yeah, we didn't realize ESPN showing. Yeah, we didn't realize until the next day. But we we kept getting angry because we got the Spanish broadcast and they showed the watch party probably eight times or something. And you know they cut to it this one time and it's a fucking Steelers fan sitting at a table of you know three people at this like know, a, a table made for eight. Right? And it's just like, hey, here's a guy sitting at a bar and, a, and he's a Steelers fan and he's watching this game. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And, and we're sitting here in a group of 600 displaced Chiefs fans watching this game. And it's just like, where's the love? Where is the love? So speaking of, of where's the love, I mean, at this point, like, I'm just elated with everything that's happened. Um, w- wouldn't change a thing about this experience. I am wondering if something else comes of this. It's hard not to. And... I don't know what that would be, but, you know, essentially you feel like you kind of get acknowledgement from the Chiefs because they, you know, essentially handed out 1,500 beers, um, you know, maybe closer to 1,800 beers, I guess. Um, I just, I really wonder, especially after some of the conversations that we had before we came down here, Jay Binkley talking about, like, the Chiefs need to do something because you guys are putting this effort forth. And... If they're looking at all, they're going to see some pretty amazing things that happened. And I'm not saying like that we deserve all the credit for that because it, it took really special circumstances in order for this to come together. But I'm not going to lie. 
Like, I'm really curious if if we're just going to end up getting some random, you know, DM or something, and it's just like, hey, we, you know, want to do something to acknowledge the effort that you guys put forth. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, reach out, Chiefs. Come on. Uh, it was... It, it, it we'll say there is a cynical side to the Chiefs throwing those free beers down to us because it's, you know... A lot of people were angry about how things went down and, like, should the Chiefs, you know, try and help all these fans out and do whatever. And giving them three free beers, which down here costs, you know, $6 total. Right. Uh, you know, it's a nice gesture, but, you know, if you want to be cynical about it, you could you could say, like, they come out of this looking like the good guys and it's and it doesn't really cost them much of anything in the in the grand scheme. I, I, I don't feel like that, but I'm not, like, really a cynical person. I'm not really uh, out here for blood. Uh, so I, I don't have any big problem with it, but I can see how someone would look at it like that. The weird thing about those circumstances for me, so first and foremost, I missed that like actual announcement. But there was a, like a woman there that worked for the Chiefs in some capacity, and she basically said like, hey, you know, I've gotten word that we're going to be offering free beers or something. I think that my friend Alex has it on Instagram. I'll try to find that. And, and be able to like try to send it out so people can see however that announcement happened. Hmm. Um, but like that means that she's communicating with the team in some way, shape, or form, and they know what's happening. That woman was walking around snapping photos and like kind of focusing on our table a lot yeah. throughout that night. Yeah. And so like I guess it's like I know that the team is paying attention in some capacity. I guess what I found interesting was she makes an announcement inside of the room and I didn't see the Chiefs try to in any way like capitalize on that through social media. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, like... Maybe they just don't want any attention to it? Or I mean, I don't know, but like it would seem like it stands to benefit them unless they didn't think that... The, you know that they were doing everything that they could, and mm-hmm. then they would get a cynical response from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how PR works or whatnot, but like, I guess it, I would just, if I were the Chiefs, I would have been like, you know, sending a tweet of some sort and just being like, yeah. check out this amazing party, yeah, definitely, and you know, we're gonna buy you guys beers, and you know, we love you, and Chiefs Kingdom is, you know, has and again, no borders or whatever. And one point to reiterate, you know, kind of like what Melinger wrote. Uh, before the game, the Chiefs aren't the bad guy here. I mean, yeah. the Chiefs weren't at fault at all, so it's not it's not on them. But they have a chance to be a good guy, uh, so that you know kind of played into that. But and that's we'll see if anything comes of it. And if we're, not, not, we're not really sitting here yeah, begging so for anything. It's just kind of whatever happens. But I mean, I totally take a, a what if, what's the game. what's the Mahomes quote? What, whatever happens, we'll be fine or something. Yeah, something. Let's like ride. Damn, I totally forgot it already. Let's ride. Let's go. Let's ride. We'll be good. Yeah, I mean, just, just an overall amazing experience. I mean, for for anybody that took time or your hard-earned money and contributed to us being able to be here, oh, yeah. I mean... Huge shout-out. Like Huge. I, there's, there's not, like, a way to be able to repay that. You know, it's just, um, you know, I hope that you guys can... can find something uh, intrinsic about being able to hear these stories and being able to see the pictures and the videos because all the stuff that happened here, like it happened because people donated for us to go, you know, 
none, this party would not have happened. That group photo would not have happened. And, and all of these people that like, I, I think what has been so cool was that like, even, even despite, you know, losing inside of that Im- incredible game, like I did not see a single disappointed chiefs fan this entire time. Everybody that we saw, everybody that we talked to was happy, happy to be here happy at the party, happy outside of the party. And like, that was the whole point of this was it's a bad situation. Let's try to have some fun and make it good. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that if it wasn't for the people that donated to even get us here in the first place. Yeah, Which just like kind of adds to the insane story that this is. Yeah. That's kind of, it's kind of weird because money, you know, funnels into us and then we put the event together, which the fun funnels into other people, so it's just like Chiefs Kingdom kind of feeding each other on this. Yeah, and I mean, pretty cool—the cycle of life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it really is sort of like you know paying it forward in some way yeah. because it's essentially like all these people banding together to send us here, and and that ends up touching six hundred people down here instead of just the two of us. Um, so good on you, amateur hour fans. Yeah. Cause you guys made this happen just as much as we did, if not more. Um, Dirk, is there anything else that you want to touch on? I don't know. Do you, do you want to discuss the game or are you saving all that? Let's save that okay. when I have a full voice and we can maybe sit down and rewatch and, and then go through and do like a, a game recap. Okay. I will say that, um, I just want to right now acknowledge the fact that you thought it was going to be a game that was uh, dominated by the running backs, which it certainly was not, <laughs> and that you thought it was going to hit the under, and it hit the over on the highest over-under in NFL history in the third quarter. Um, so, you know, Dirk, you can't you can't swerve every time. It's not... Sure you can. <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> no one cares yeah, that I was absolutely wrong because happens. it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just how it happens when you go contrarian. Sometimes you're way wrong. Yeah, I'll totally eat that. Yeah, well, um, so this is probably going to go up on Thanksgiving Day because it's it's a little sketchy trying to get things uploaded down here. Um, but I'll I'll work on getting that up early on Thanksgiving, and then you know we'll end up doing like the actual kind of game recap, and then maybe kind of moving forward sometime during the bye. One last thing that we never mentioned. Uh, one of the funniest things. So this this pinche gringo barbecue was home. It's like this ping pong hub oh, in Mexico, yeah. and they have like a national qualifier event going on in like the main room. We weren't even in the main room of this of this place. They have like four different you know private room kind of things, and in the main room was this ping pong tournament going on with you know twelve tables set up or something. And this is going on pretty much through the duration of the Chiefs game. I mean, I went out and watched some of the final match going on. It was at halftime of the game. Uh, super intense. Totally awesome. Totally random. That just This is just going on. I, I, I wish we could have talked to some of the ping pong players just to, like, I don't know how loud it was down there, like, when we were cheering. Uh, it, they had to have heard it. Uh, so I, I kind of wonder what their reaction was. Like, where? why are all these Chiefs fans up here? Um, so that was kind of interesting, and just and just totally random, a beautifully uh, Mexican event that that you know just just came together, and people just would just stumble down and be like, "Look at this intense ping pong match going on down here," and it was just so random. That's and like so random. the guy that won, like 
Alex, our, our buddy, dude, Alex Moreno, you are a star, sir. <laughs> Love you. Yep. Um, so Alex, had he took a video for his Instagram of, like, the guy winning the match. And he, like, jumps up on the ping pong table oh, yeah. and they give him, like, the giant-sized check. And people are, like, throwing ping pong balls at him. Like, <laughs> like in a fun way, not, like, trying to, you know, harm him or anything. I was trying to harm him. But it was, like, it was kind of a cool moment to see. Uh-huh. I think Adrian said that it's, um... It was like qualifying for the London Games or something. Like it was huge. Yeah. And and I did see someone tweet us either last night or this morning and being like, you know, the irony of ESPN not being there to give you that is that you had a camera crew airing the ping pong on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there was there was a freaking truck outside. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Well, again, huge thanks to everybody that donated to get us here. And the people at Peche Gringo, Dan and, and Julian, just an amazing event. Um, you know, shout out to all the Chiefs fans that we met down here. Like, you guys are amazing too. Like, it wouldn't have been what it was if you didn't come. Like, thanks for, you know, sacking up and just saying, like, let's go and let's have some fun. We met people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. All over the country. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, shout out to you, Dirk. Hey. Shout out to Amateur for, <laughs> for Dirk, for the Dirkness, doing the Dirk down here, bringing it. Well, um, I think that's going to be about it for now, but we'll talk to you guys next week, do a full recap of the game, and maybe kind of talk about what we see going forward the rest of the season, where the Chiefs stand in the, uh, in the lexicon of the National Football League and the playoff picture. But, you know, until then, I'm Ryan Scott Hall. He's his darkness. This has been Amateur Hour, and this is Mucha Muchacha. Again. Or no, we didn't get it in last We didn't get it in last time. No. It was, the great thing was that when you were searching for this, and, and you, like, ended up seeing the Lebowski clip. <laughs> oh, wonderful woman. <laughs> and you just, like, you were, like, in tears seeing... PSH <laughs> Oh man, that movie's so good. I really wanted, didn't they have, they had like the 20 or 25th anniversary and they like re-released it in theaters for a week. That would yeah, be so cool to go. Love the best. Hey, I really enjoyed that. Congratulations, honey, you were great. Oh.